and welcome back to another episode of Warmest Regards. I believe this is our 11th episode, which oh means gosh. we are currently going into our second series. That's crazy. So we did 10 episodes, which is what we set out to do, wasn't it? Yeah, that was our said, goal. Yeah, we said we'd do 10 episodes, didn't we? And see how it goes. I hope you're still enjoying it. Yeah. <laughs> To everyone that has listened every week, we just want to say thanks. That's really, really lovely for you to choose our podcast to listen to. How have you been this week, Em? Yeah, I've been good. Um, obviously, it is the dreaded V-Day tomorrow. Oh, okay. Mm. See, I don't do Valentine's Day. I was going to ask what you do as a married person. We personally do nothing. We have probably celebrated Valentine's Day once or twice in our... This might be our 12th Valentine's Day together, 11th or 12th Valentine's Day together. We've only ever done something for two of them and they were at the beginning of our relationship. So when we were 16 and 17. Wow. I remember being a teenager and just longing to spend Valentine's Day with someone because I really romanticized what that would be like. And it was lovely the first year and to like do all the cliche stuff. And we went to Pizza Express. He bought me a Yankee candle oh and, my a God. and a rose. Do you know what I mean? That sort of stuff. But then as the year goes on, the years pass and you grow in your relationship. Valentine's Day like seems like the thought of going to a restaurant full of other couples. Ugh. It does nothing for me. I'd rather actually sit at home with him and have a nice meal. But that we do nothing special on Valentine's Day that we don't do any other day of the year. It's it's such a bizarre time of year. Like I don't really remember have I ever done anything bad? Oh my God. Yes, you have. You know, what? are you thinking of what I'm thinking? Yeah. Someone took you to Pizza Express. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> and then you, he bought you flowers and I lived in the, in a house with this, this <laughs> young man that bought Emma these flowers and took her I mean, on a young date. Young man's a bit of a bush. And then about two weeks later, I sent her a picture of the flowers. Was it me? No, I can't no, remember. No, it was, it was Pete. Pete sent a picture of the flowers and she'd left them behind in his bedroom and they were just dead. I just, yeah, it, it just, I don't. But you would be, you were excited then. It's exciting when you're younger and maybe like your first year or two when I, you're in a I don't think excited was the word I would use to describe the feelings I had towards that scenario. But I, I was like grateful. Um, but no, it just, it just didn't really do Valentine's it Valentine's Day doesn't exist. Like we've made it, we've made it exist. It doesn't have to exist in your world. Like if you would like to have an opportunity in the year to do something romantic for three times the price, then by all means go and do that. But Valentine's Day to me is meaningless. I feel like it's really up to the ante this year. Like I was in Primark the other day and they've got like heart, like heart printed pajamas, bras, like everything. And I actually really love the look of like hearts like on things not because of valentine's day i just really like it like i've just had my nails done i've got a little heart on one mm. just because i think it looks really cute um and it's valentine's day but yeah like i'm just thinking great in a week i can buy that all on sale <laughs> like can't wait um, do you remember clinton's oh my are they are they still going uh i haven't seen one for ages but i used to have um basically when i think of valentine's i think of clinton's and thornton's Oh my God, a Thornton's still going. Yeah, one in year, I think it was year five, a boy bought me, um, he went full out actually. He bought me one of those plaques, you know, and you can oh, like, get the engravement bougie, on it. Yeah. It was like, happy Valentine's Day, Louise. And he gave it to me in like year five. And I was Do like, you know what I got in year uh, eight? 
Dear Emma, spelled E-M-E-R, but above it was a crossed out name of a girl called Emily. Oh no. Well, maybe he thought your name was Emily. No, 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 no. There was a girl in the class that he fancied called Emily. <laughs> She'd rejected him and then he yeah. came to you. Savage, isn't it? No, I... How do you feel about Valentine's Day? Does it make you feel lonely? Look, I'm not at that point where I go through, like, shops and start spitting at all of the, like, cards and bears and stuff. Like, you do you, boo. But I I just... And maybe it's, like, a reminder that I'm on my own. I I don't know. I don't know. I don't really feel either which way about it i mean in a weird way i'm doing galentine's tonight so i'm going out with my girls tonight mm. um so and one of them's in a relationship and she organized it which i thought was really nice and then the other oh and the other one's in a relationship with a child and then the other girl is single like me and we're just we're having a girls night where we're going out for dinner and we're just be the first time i've gone out actually do did you choose to do it on valentine's day to sort of numb the fact that it's valentine's or does it did your meeting up with the girls just so happen to fall on valentine on valentine's day no no it was a specific whatsapp group chat called galentine's okay so um yeah so it's kind of like a middle middle finger up to valentine's day yeah i don't hate it i don't love it i don't really have any i think if i was in my first year of a relationship maybe i'd be like oh my gosh roses thing is i'd really like like a bunch of red roses or white roses but i don't want like anything else really do you think valentine's day is for teenagers yeah yeah i kind of feel like that and actually a bit for kids so like i did cards with my kids class that i teach on a friday i did cards with them and that we all did heart-shaped cards um yeah for valentine's day and they loved it it was like dear mummy and daddy dear grandpops dear you know so it's, it's not just about the romantic relationships um but yeah i think it is probably more for teenagers you know or a relationship that is just at the beginnings. Yeah, and it's all very exciting. Having yes. said that, my mum and dad have been married 32 years and dad will always get her a Valentine's gift and yeah. card and she'll always get him a card. That's really sweet. My dad always gets me and my mum, my sister, flowers. Aww. Yeah. That's, that's really cute. It is really sweet. When he's been, He's done it since I was born. I'd have like a rose or something Aww. come down from... Like waking up to go to school and he would have left a rose. That's really cute. Yeah. I did get flowers last year. You did get flowers last year. And then (laughs) you told him you didn't want to have children. No, that was two days before. He'd already ordered them. (laughs) So two days before other flowers arrived, I told him that I didn't want to have children, which is really ironic because I'm freezing my eggs. But anyway, um, I told him that I wasn't 100% sure I wanted to have children. And he was 34 and was like, well, I definitely do. And wanted to use my uterus as an Airbnb. So I said, see ya. And then I get a message on Valentine's Day saying, this is really awkward, but I've actually ordered you flowers. Like, I hope you enjoy them, but I never want to speak to you again and blocked me. That's so good. I've, I've worked in a florist and the um, joy... I got from reading the Valentine's Day messages. Oh, tell us. Because they come through like on the system or they'll come through and they'll say it to you in person, order to you in person. I kind of like those because I love watching people squirm as I say like, and would you like to include a message in the card? And they're like, "Um." (laughs) yeah, sometimes they ask to write it down. Sometimes they've got no qualms about. And do you read it if they write it down? (laughs) Do I read it? Of course, I've got to write it in the card for them later on. So it's like on an order form and they write it down. I've had everything from, I don't know, like dirty messages. No, on flowers. 
yeah. Then they will do like, they'll deliver them to the office, the person's office, and there'll be like a little dirty message in there, which I kind of don't mind that. Like, what kind of with dirty the balls, message? Just like about what they'll do later. And oh, yeah. And I have had a man come in once. He goes, I need two bouquets of flowers, one 100 pounds, 175, one for my wife and one for my bit on the side. What, what, what did he call that? One for my wife and one for my girlfriend. And I, I was like, okay. So obviously his wife got the hundred pound one, the girlfriend got the 75. And then he Jeez. did two separate card messages for them. And the restraint. To mix them up. To not swap the cards over that oh, I had. I would have mixed them up. I know. I think I maybe would have done now, but I was like 18 and. Yeah. You know, but I love reading the messages. Some oh are summer, it's that summer really heartwarming. Some are so lovely. So I know, again, I'm a bit of a Scrooge of Valentine's Day, but it is really sweet reading some of the messages. And I love it when um, I've seen, like, um, mums send them to her children or sisters mm. send them to each other or, like, a brother send them. I've had a brother send flowers to his brother and stuff like that. Like, it's, Oh, my God. Yeah, so it is nice to see what love means to everyone else. Yeah. And not just, like, this ideal version of Valentine's Day that we're sold, but... It was really, yeah, I, I loved being nosy. I'm a very nosy person. Well, have you seen the film Valentine's Day? No, never. That's got, um, I think Ashton Kutcher is the um, florist in that. Um, and that's quite a good film, so I might watch that. But yeah, I think it's just one of those weird like celebrations that's very Americanized, which I'm all for celebrating things in life. Like I think in the UK, we, we don't celebrate enough. Um, I mean, for God's sake, I'm having an egg freezing party, but... <laughs> Don't know, that one just doesn't do it for me. No? No, I'm just I'm just a bit like, okay. When's pancake day? Have you ever been to a chiropractor? Yes. <gasps> Tell me more because I'm gonna go see a chiropractor. And I've been watching chiropractor videos on mm. YouTube, like neck cracking, back cracking, hip cracking. I want it all. I have my neck and my back um all like realigned I personally didn't like it but it's because I couldn't give up control because I didn't trust her and I thought she was going to break my spine so I think it probably hurt a little bit more because I was very tense well it hurt a bit because I was tense like my muscles were really tense because I was tense right um but the cracking itself doesn't hurt but you're you're waiting for it you do have to surrender yourself to it I feel I feel you have to really relax into it and I'm not very good at that so um yeah, but no, it, it it was very good. It didn't really do a huge amount for me. I found acupuncture far more Why did you beneficial. go to a chiropractor? Because when I broke my ribs, I had an overgrowth on... Um, essentially what happened, it can happen quite commonly, is where I broke both my ribs, it, they almost overhealed. And so a, a bit of bone on one of the ribs had like formed to overcompensate the crack, to like overheal it. Right. And it was catching when I was expanding my diaphragm and I was singing, it was catching. So they said, let's go to a chiropractor and realign the way that your spine and everything is because it could be to do with that. I don't think it was really to do with that because it didn't particularly help. But it was, yeah, it was really interesting. I definitely felt a bit lighter when I, when I walked out. I really cannot wait to get it done. How come you're going? Basically, my hips constantly pop and feel like they're grinding. Mm. Um, like, I feel, yeah, like they pop they pop in and out. And, and especially when I'm doing, like, exercise, I can feel this, like, grating feeling on my hips. Mm. And I think I've got one leg longer than the other. That's really common, I think. 
Is it? I, someone else told me this. Someone else said I've got one leg longer than the other. And I stand quite strangely. Like I always stand the same way on like um, putting all my weight on a side, one side of my hip as well, which I know I do because I think I've, I've done it throughout like my life because um, I think I look slimmer when I stand that way. I don't so know if you've ever done something like that. Is that, you know, when you look at yourself in the mirror yeah. and you're like, you, you're like, why are you standing like that? You don't stand like that in normal, in oh, normal life. Story of my life, holding my, both my hands on my hips but and I sucking like my I've ribs like in. I put my hip, like, <laughs> just in like a weird But you had this pocket. with your wedding dress, didn't you? Yeah, she did. She did say I had a hip higher, didn't Yeah. She said one hip was higher than the other. Yeah, because when she was making your dress, she was like, I need to like, do it to, to take that into consideration. And I also think another reason... And I have like these two spots in the middle of my back that if like they get touched, like when I've had a massage or something, like I just wince and it's not painful, but it's like a react, almost like, you know, when someone hits the bottom of your knee and you, you yeah, get a reflex. Yeah, like a reflex. Kind of have that on my back. And um, I think where I had, I had labyrinthitis when I was 16, um, which is basically an inner ear infection and your uh, your inner ears control your balance and I had to learn to walk again and it took fucking ages and it was awful um but I think I've really changed the way I stand to feel a bit more steady um and I basically just want someone to fucking click realign me out, you realign me yes I think you'll love it yeah I'm really looking forward to it it's expensive mm, as is everything these days yeah it is expensive but I I will let you know how I get on Speaking of expensive, should we talk about money? Money, 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 money. Must be funny, honey. In a rich man's world. <laughs> that is my favourite bit of the song. I actually love that bit. Um, I reckon I, I could get a recording of Kaibe, like my dog going. <laughs> um, yeah, we were gonna we were gonna talk about money, weren't we, on the pod? Well, we had a really interesting conversation maybe a month or two ago about money. We were at my house, yeah. And I said to yes, you, I yeah. said, well, how much do you earn? Which is, if you're self-employed, you'll understand. I was like, how much varies. do you earn? And then you were like, God, I've never told, told someone how much I've earned before. And I was like, God, I ask everyone how much yeah. they earn. This is where Louise and I are so different. <laughs> like, Louise literally does not care what questions she asks. Like, no. I was brought up to believe that, like, at dinner parties, you avoid discussing salaries religious beliefs and politics like that's just how I've always been um but having said that Lou I'm very transparent with money aren't I like yes when somebody asks me like because I okay I'm a big believer in helping people that are self-employed because that's what I understand like I wouldn't be able to help someone on PAYE because I don't understand it but I'm a big supporter in like trying to be kind of a mentor to people that are self that are starting to be self-employed I've been self-employed now for eight years so I think I pretty much know how to do it. Um, I still hate tax return year, but I, yeah, I do try and be a bit of a mentor. And I think the only way that you can do that is by being really transparent about what it entails and showing the pros and the cons and everything in between. My relationship with money has always been one that makes me feel quite anxious and that's made me feel like confused. I never know whether I'm doing the right thing. Um, because no one ever shares their secrets they never talk about money therefore I've never learned how to have money I think money comes across as such like a dirty word when you talk about it and it's strange that something like money that we all need to survive is such a taboo subject and something that 
you can be really easily offended by. People are so offended when you talk to them about money sometimes. Mm. Whereas like, I just think it would be so much nicer if we would share how we deal with our finances. But when someone comes and asks you like, well, what what bank account do I need? Or how did you set up your self-assessment, whatever? You don't look at them and go like, oh, you don't know. No. It's like, yeah, cool, let me help you. Like, no oh problem. God, yeah. I was only speaking to someone the other day and they were like, I have nine bank accounts. And I was like, what? Mm-hmm. They're like, yeah, I've got nine bank accounts. I was like, I was brought up that you had your main bank account and then you had a savings account. Yeah. Nine. And they're like, yeah, and here's why I have nine. And I was like, wow, it's so nice just to have this conversation. I've learned so much just from chatting mm. about it. And I've always wondered what people earn for a living because I look up to people and I go, wow, I like their lifestyle. They look like they have enough money to eat, enough money to have a lovely home. They have um, two cars. They have, you know, these things. I'm like, well, how much do I need to earn a year to to have what they have? Now, I'm just going to be guessing. So the only way I'm going to find out is by asking and I'm always actually pleasantly surprised when I ask. They tend to earn a way more achievable amount than I think. If I have never have known, I've, I would have thought myself, oh, I'll never, I'll never be able to have a life like that. Do you think there is a magic number though? Because I wonder if the higher you get, you live within your means, don't you? So like then you, you get a better house or you not better, sorry, you'd get a bigger house or you might get a more expensive car or you might, and then suddenly... You earn more, but you're spending more. Yeah, do you see what I mean? Like, is there a magic number where that security is just inevitable? Because I think you then start living like someone that earns that salary. And if something major went wrong with a lovely Mercedes, it's going to cost significantly more than if it went wrong with a Fiat 500. Well, maybe it depends what's important to you. Mm. If those materialistic things are important to you, then yeah, it probably does even out a little bit more. I've got a funny story about the first invoice I ever sent. Oh, go for it. So... Believe it or not, like we went to a uh, music college where I think all the teachers there are even self-employed. I can't even remember. Yeah. But like uh, chances are, if you're in a creative industry, you're probably self-employed. Yet I was never taught how to do an invoice. So Crazy. the day came round, right? I think I was like, invoicing for like 60 quid or something. <laughs> yeah, but for, that's like, big bucks back in the day, for, babe. For, oh, yeah, it's, it's big bucks now. Yeah. And um, yeah, I was invoicing for like 60 quid. I did, a, I don't, can't remember what for. And I obviously Googled like invoice template and like just <laughs> pick the first one. And I had never um, given my bank details to someone before. So I gave them all of my details. So at the bottom, it's like payable to yeah. my name, my card number, my expiry date, my oh, sort shit. code, my account number, my security code. I gave them everything thinking because I'd never made a payment before I just thought you had to tell them everything so that they could pay you because when I've like paid for things over the phone they'd ask for all those details but they're paying you and this um woman just replied saying like thanks for your invoice Louise um I'll be sure to not buy myself a new handbag like uh, oh question, no. uh, like winky, winky face. face she was like just for future reference you don't need to get she was actually really, really nice yeah. she was like really don't give out your security number and like your freaking card number 
to everyone. So I, I just gave this company all my oh bank my details. God. Imagine if like, just wrong person, wrong hands. Well, to be honest, I didn't have much money in my bank account anyway, but yeah. <laughs> absolutely clueless. How did I get to that oh, age, babe. 18 years old, embark on a self-employment journey and not be taught how to write an invoice? And I asked my parents, I said, before then, I was like, mum or dad, have you ever done an invoice before? No, they've no. Always, they've only ever been on PayYE. They're like, no, you have to ask someone else. And I was... Oh. I don't think half of my friends would know, like, how to do an invoice. <laughs> and I'm like, like, I do them, like, seven times a month. How embarrassing. Like, oh, my God, babe, though, like, you got so lucky with that woman. Like, yeah. at least somebody said it, and at least somebody said it in a kind and caring way of, like just so you know I was mortified I remember reading the email when it came back and just like going bright red head to toe like I'm an idiot I'm an absolute idiot you're not though because so many people will have there'll be people listening to this podcast thinking I did it like I did exactly the same I'm sure (laughs) maybe not listening to this podcast but no I really don't but they now won't do it so that's the important thing but it is nobody taught us that and actually at uni they should have had a class on HMRC any, um, it doesn't invoicing. even any university or any uh, school, like mm. just some, they might even do it now, they probably do, but like just some sort of lesson or module on everyday money management would have been really, really helpful. I think would have saved mm. a lot of tears and a lot of anxiety coming yeah. into adulthood. And I probably would have made better financial decisions. When I say financial decisions, my financial decisions up until hopefully this year have been do I spend it or do I save it like there's no in between like I don't and and it's quite short term with when I think Mm. of money I'm like save do something like go on holiday or whatever or do I spend it on like my day-to-day life Mm. there's never like pots for anything else in life you know it's funny I've always had pots so you know what you were saying about that person that had nine bank accounts I don't have as many as that but I've always had pots um I've always been quite an anxious person about things going wrong and I think that's because I am very lucky in some ways that I was brought up by parents who didn't have a get out jail free card like there was no magic money pot (laughs) despite what everybody thinks um it was hard crashed my car into a badger I hit a badger at 70 miles an hour there was no here's a check darling despite what everyone might think it was go work extra shifts at house of fraser or clear out your savings Mm. and had to do both Mm. and it it was a thousand pounds to fix that car it was devastating absolutely devastating but you learn that you break it you have to pay for it and you fix it and that that's just life and i learned that from 14 when i started working like and so i've always had emergency pots so i've got an emergency pot which is my health dental car emergency fund okay and I don't let that dip I'm going to be really transparent I don't let that dip below a thousand pounds how often do you put into that account every month when you get paid so before I was in the situation I'm now in which is my outgoings are a lot higher I used to put 200 pound in there a month and that also used to be kind of my tax account as well like it would it would go over now I've got clear boundaries of exactly I've got a different account for tax um now I'm pushing it to put £100 a month away mm-hmm. and it's dipping down to its lowest, but... It's still something though, isn't it? And it's that discipline to put it mm. away. I set up a standing order. I highly recommend it to people. Set up a standing order so that you don't... As soon as your money comes in, it goes back out. Okay. But I get paid, you've got to remember as well, Like I get paid from... So as an example, this week, I've got five different clients, okay, that will be paying me randomly throughout the week. 
so I'll get random bits of money it would be really hard for me to then go oh 30 quid there 40 quid there 50 quid there what I do is at the end of the month I'll be like have I got anything left over if I have let's spread it across my accounts so let's put one into life savings like let's put 100 into life savings 100 into the car fund and 50 into like or like 100 into tax and then like 50 into the car like do you know what I mean something like that and then if by chance I've got any more left over I might buy that thing on ASOS I wanted but it's very rare at the moment do you put all your uh, all your accounts with the same bank or do you no I'm with two different banks go across different banks I'm with two different banks yeah yeah um this is like things like that like yeah different tactics and the only reason I went with one of the banks is because they were offering a free rail card at the time so I just opened with them (laughs) to be completely honest with you it really is as simplistic as that there's no technicality to it there's no interest rate it's just that literally was my reasoning yeah yeah um but yeah and and that's kind of how I personally do it um I don't pay into a pension which is really bad as a self-employed person never paid into a pension so I don't have any pension money Mm um but with all my health and stuff I don't really think I need to think oh 50 years ahead do you know what I mean I think it'd be sensible to pay into a pension I'm not in a position to though no I'm saying that as someone that yeah but do you know what I mean? Knows like, that's the right thing to do, doesn't necessarily do it herself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just think, oh, that's a future me problem. Yeah. Which is bad because that's not the case. But yeah, it was, it, I think everybody's very different. Like I said, I used to be able to save a lot more, but you know, rent is going up and bills are going up and it's just a lot harder now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot harder. Do you, out of interest, do you and Pete, have you joined your bank accounts together now, now that you're married? We literally did it the other day. We have one, we have one account that's joined. We have separate accounts too. Yeah. Um, and How did that make you feel? Fine. It, we, it was something we spoke about. And in our definition of marriage is that everything we have is shared. My money's his money, vice versa. Yeah. Um, and so there's no resentment there yeah. from either of us. Like, our goal is in life are to fuel and support our family, however that looks. At the moment, it's just us two. So it makes sense for us to join those together. But we also have our own separate money too. It's just we've agreed on an amount that we contribute to our joint. We, sh- we share life anyway. It makes it easier. Like we share so many things. We share a house, we share a car, we share food. So for that purpose, it is just like more efficient to have a shared bank account. I definitely have more fear about not having enough money than my husband does. My husband be like, we can do it. Let's just go out and see our friends because socializing and being out is really important to him and it really helps his mental health. Like he loves to go and just spend time with people that we love. Whereas I'll be like, we can't afford it. We can't go out. And he's like... I'd rather have a little bit less money this month and go see our friends and have a good experience than um, have a little bit more on, in the bank at the end of the month. And I'm the opposite. So we do. there are things like that that we don't necessarily meet. We, we meet in the middle, but there is a bit of friction there. I'm just like, no, we can't go out. Yeah. Um, and he has more of the impulsive you only live once and I love that I'm trying to adopt that a bit more Mm. because for the last year I've been in this weird limbo of like I've lost all my savings ah what do I do but then last year I lived so much I lived for the moment I was like book holiday do this do that like money I think after covid for me anyway I was like you just gotta live yeah because what you can't take it with you what's the point no one's gonna say to you at the end when you're standing up at your funeral no one's gonna go they had this much in their bank account 
Yeah. So just enjoy the memories and go out, but within reason. And I think you know when it gets too fine. For me, it it, it got too fine at yeah. Christmas. It just got too fine, and it was a multitude of reasons. And it wasn't that I was bad with money. It was just a case of my car engine went. My you know everything happened at once, and it was just a lot. And luckily, I had that pot. But now that pot's been drained, and I've got I've got to build that back up. Yeah, you know, and that that's just what happens in life. I think the other thing is I've never had to ask my parents for money, mm. and I don't even like it when my mum pays for dinner. Like we'll go out for dinner. Let's so say that's weird. I'll happily let my parents pay for dinner. It's so weird. I don't know what the mentality. I think. Well, I do know what the mentality is. It's because I was accused of always being this like rich kid because my parents worked really hard and lived in a nice house. That's that's why. Um, but like. I honestly can't do it. Like, mum and I will go out and let's say we go to the cinema. I'll pay for the cinema and she'll pay for dinner. And I'll feel guilty about her paying for dinner. Really? I'll feel like I need to pay for both. I'm so... I don't see that at all. Like, I don't think... Obviously, I would love to be able to, like, take my family somewhere, like, one day for, like, a beautiful meal or for um, a nice holiday and for them not have to worry about it financially. But on just, like, day-to-day stuff, like, my mum buying me lunch or my mum buying me a coffee, my dad we go out for a day together to London or something, we have a day out. Um, I can't say I've ever felt guilty. I've always felt grateful, but I don't know if I've ever felt guilty. It's really weird. It really bothers me. Yeah. Like, it's something I've got to work on because, like, my parents are in a better financial situation than I am because they're older than me. Like, they're significantly older. They've chosen older. to have children. Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I know we're adults now, so it's different. But, like, growing up, like, you couldn't, like, sitting and your mum taking you out for lunch when you're a teenager. Yeah. It's just like, well... What else did you expect? You've decided to have a, a kid. Like you gotta, yeah. you gotta feed him lunch. I actually had this situation in a work setting. I went for a work like meet up with other people in my industry, and we all own very different sized businesses. So therefore, we all have very different incomes and salaries. And there were two of us there, me and this one other person who have just started out in this business. So therefore, have got quite big overheads and loans, and are having to work multiple other jobs to to fund it and fund the lifestyle and then the majority of the other people that were at the meeting were probably like 10 to 20 years into the business and had significantly bigger businesses than we did but I always say you should never like I don't care if I'm sat over across from someone who's a millionaire they shouldn't have to pay for my meal Mm -hmm. that's not right in my eyes like you pay your way in life anyway the first we'd met up about a month before And one of the people went and paid the whole bill and we'd had lunch and drinks and stuff. And we were like, oh my gosh, like you didn't need to do that at all. Like, thank you so much. And the other person who had just started out the business similar to me went, well, I'll get the next one. And I thought, okay, so this is how we're going to do it. Now that's fine. If we're going to meet up five times, let's say there's five of us. If we're going to meet up five times and we all do once, then that's fair. But every meeting we have since, there's more people. Uh, so it's like okay. now now up to seven people yeah yeah so then I went for this thing the other day and I thought how is this going to work and two people went up early and paid their part of the bill because I think they realized they didn't want to be a part of yeah, all of this them. and so I went to go and pay mine and I bumped into someone and I thought oh god and um I, I can't remember what happened but I ended up going to the loo and when I came back somebody had paid the whole bill again and I said it's your turn next term Emma <sighs> And I thought, okay, that that's fine. But we're talking about like probably about £150 of yeah. a bar bill. And it's like, that's fine if it all adds up. But really, I came here today with with the idea in my head that I was going to be paying £20 maximum. Yeah. 
and that was going to be it really and and we leave it at that I'd driven an hour and a half away like you know what I mean um and actually somebody stood up and said something and she said that's not right and she was somebody that has like she's 20 years into the business and has a really successful business and probably could absolutely afford it three times over but she said that's not right because we all have different size businesses and we all have different size budgets and I think to avoid confusion and to avoid people feeling really uncomfortable I think we should just stick to paying our own bills yeah we order within our means and people have to respect that and I thought god and I was really I was really impressed that somebody actually said it on because I was never going to say it but said it kind of on our behalf to be like we're very aware that there's a key difference between new starters and people that have been in this industry for 20 years and yeah I just thought it was really interesting that is and it's such an awkward situation Mm. um and very British of us to just not say anything oh god so British Um, we're gonna have to um, wrap, wrap up. up. So yeah, just make sure that you don't overspend this Valentine's Day, guys. It's a load of crap. Yeah, <laughs> put it in your savings <laughs> instead. Yeah. Um, yeah. So sorry, today just turned into a, the one about money. The one about money, money, um, money, money. It just kind of happened. I, I want to like delve into it a bit more. To be honest, I'd love to. I think speak we should get a guest on. Yeah. Um, to talk about it, an, an actual expert. <laughs> Let us know what you want to listen to. We need to. more questions. Need more questions. Like that, so. Yeah. DM us on stuff. Instagram, Warmest Regards Podcast. Email Warmest Regards. Warmest Regards the podcast at gmail.com. Um, and we hope to hear from you. Thank you so much for listening. Best wishes. Warmest Regards. Mm-hmm.